Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. It is good to be back in the house of the Lord this evening. Good, good to uh, have been here this morning. The presence of the Lord was so strong, and just just wonderful today. Just wonderful this morning. But uh, so, given the opportunity to speak this evening, and good Lord willing, uh, he he will bless and be y'all will, uh, be blessed by uh, by the word. Uh, uh, I would like to say, uh, starting out for before I begin though too that uh, I do take this very <laughs> I feel like saying it, but I don't know if I can get it out. I just want everyone to know that when I speak <laughs> that uh, I do step on my own toes too. <laughs> I'm not up here thinking that I'm more than I am or better than I am. Because this is God's word, and I step on my own toes. So just want that to be said. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Straighten up, Brett. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. I want to uh, begin reading scripture coming from uh, Acts. Uh, going to begin reading in chapter 9, verse 1. Praise the Lord. So Acts chapter 9, verses 1, and we will be reading uh, through 19. Praise the Lord. So it, it begins reading like this. Is Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul rose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus is, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, 
the Lord Jesus, who uh, appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for you being in our services thus far. And Lord, as we attempt to minister this evening, Lord, I just ask that you uh, be with me, Lord, and this is your word that I trust and believe in, Lord. Let it go forth as you would see fit to be a uh, nourishment for your people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. As you're being seated, look to somebody and tell them that you are a chosen vessel. You are a chosen vessel. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody tells you, you are a chosen vessel. Each and every one of us is a chosen vessel. And that's what I want to speak on tonight about being that chosen vessel because you are a chosen vessel. And as I begin to read and study this, Saul come to mind and read the scripture and I figured no better example than Saul and how that he was that chosen vessel of the Lord. Saul is that great example. His life existed about in the beginning, early stages, about the torment and imprisonment of Christians. We first hear of him when he was consenting of Stephen's death. You may remember how Stephen was one of the seven uh, deacon men that was set forth of the uh, disciples to uh, take care of matters of the city when the disciples had to leave and go and uh, uh, begin to uh, spread the word, the gospel of the Lord. Uh, Stephen was one that had spoke many great things, performed uh, uh, great um, uh, miracles and things, and he began to speak uh, wholeheartedly about Christ and Jesus, and he was brought before the council and he explained to them the history of how the children of Israel uh, had done our Lord and Savior and gave them the whole history of it. And it, by the time he had got to the end of it, they were so mad. The Bible says that they gnashed their teeth at him and, and they were so mad and upset with him that they drug him out of the city and stoned him to death. And Saul was there at this and uh, he uh, witnessed that and was... Uh, there for that event, as they threw the, uh, the clothes down at Saul, at, as, as the scripture says, a young Saul's feet. And so, uh, Saul was a young man, he had jurisdiction. And back in the, the first verse, it said, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And that's, that was Saul's sole intent, was just to, to torture and imprison Christians. Uh, and they call it, of the, uh, they were of the way. That was what the early Christians were, how they believed. They called them, the, they were of the way. And as he journeyed on his way, on this road to Damascus, all of a sudden, the great light shines on Saul, and he immediately falls to the ground. And in verse 4, it says, And he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord says, This is very, very strong scripture. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the golds. And the gold in uh, the, this new King James Version says gold. I believe in King James it says pricks. It's hard to, uh, to kick against the pricks. But the gold is like a spiked stick for plowing that has a very sharp point on the end of it that a farmer would use in plowing that, uh, for the oxen as they're moving and plowing. That that oxen gets out of the way, gets going off direction, that farmer will you know, prick him with that gold to get him back in line, get him back in place. And so this is what Jesus is telling uh, Saul right here. It's hard for you to kick against the goads is because Jesus was telling him right away, why, why are you kicking against uh, the truth and teachings uh, of me? Why are you automatically doing this? And I think about our society today and how it seems like uh, our society is kicking so hard against the goads, if you will, uh, of things that they do. They're kicking against the teachings of Christ. They're kicking against everything that is true and honest and good, and they're wanting to call evil good and good evil. They're kicking against the goads of our Lord and Savior. It's so much rampant going on, going on uh, of how how society is today. It's just amazing. You never know what you're going to wake up and hear next uh, about how society is. And so uh, that was one thing that, that Jesus was trying to get uh, across to him right away. And another thing in this that he was trying to get across to him is Saul being a man of higher uh, uh, power, if you will, had the ability to, uh, to the authority to imprison people. Uh, Jesus wanted to right away to let him know that Jesus is the higher authority. Jesus is higher and more than Saul is. And I believe that is why when it says, so Saul trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because Saul thought, thought he was of a high authority. He thought he had some power. But right away, immediately, he realized that this Lord that I am speaking with has a high authority. So he hits the ground, trembling and astonished. And the Lord and Jesus says, arise and verse 6, and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So uh, we, like Saul, are only doing more harm to ourselves about constantly going against God's plan for us. Just like society is kicking against the goads and going against God's will, sometimes we, as church folks, we go against the goads sometimes as well, too. Sometimes uh, we'll wonder, why me, Lord? Or, or why, you know, we, we need to stop kicking against the goads. We need to focus more on God's plan for us and recognize His authority in our lives and recognize what His plan for us will be. Um, so it's kind of like uh, the parental saying, uh, when you get uh, pricked or punished uh, by your parents, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. That's, you know, Jesus is, has love and compassion for us. He don't want to do anything to, you know, to harm us or hurt us or hurt our feelings. But he wants us to kind of wait, get our attention and wake us up from time to time. And so, and he has a perfect, he has good ways of doing that. He will get our attention and, and eventually he will get society's attention. There's going to come a day where every man, woman, boy, and child is going to recognize the almighty God. There's going to come a day when every, everyone will recognize that. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. So, so uh, Jesus chose Saul, uh, chose him for his work. And this lets us know that the past of Saul, how he tortured and imprisoned people, went to their houses and homes and pulled them out and imprisoned them. This lets us know that God to choose him 
it lets us know that anybody is available for the redemption. Anyone is, no one is left behind or so far gone in anything that they have done that they cannot have redemption from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he, because he has compassion for us. And thank God for his love and grace. So no matter what, I don't, even though society has seemed like it's turned upside down and there's so many crazy things going on, that, you know, just like uh, recently there was a, a case where... Um, the the bathroom deal is is still kind of in the in the headlines where um if you feel like you're the opposite sex you can go into the opposite bathroom y'all may have heard of uh, the young girl that wound up being assaulted it seems like things like that 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 are just so twisted and turned upside down but there is still room for God's compassion things like that kind of burn us up and turn you know just make us upset and angry but there's still room for God's compassion if we see the way and, and, and can turn and turn from that that we are doing and society is doing there's still hope for them we, there's still compassion from Jesus from them praise the name of the Lord so it doesn't matter what our past is it didn't matter what Paul's past was. We don't have to think about our past. So going to verse 10, as we move along, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire to the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Now listen what Ananias answered to the Lord and said, I have heard from many about this man, Lord, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So the Lord is telling Ananias that, that Saul is that chosen vessel that he has decided to carry, to carry on his work. And he's letting him know right away that he wants Saul. And for Ananias to go and in that vision that he gave him to lay the hands on him and heal his vision. And he's going to be told what he must do. So uh, Ananias does exactly what the, what the Lord told him to do. So he, as we read on. He says in verse 17, And Ananias went his way and entered the house. Now listen to this. And laying, on, laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul. Brother Saul. Is it, and isn't that what we tell each other when they, someone has come to the Lord and they've accepted Christ? We immediately accept him as our brother and sister. The Lord has accepted you. Ananias did not reject him because he, he made mention to the Lord of what he had done. But the, when the Lord told him, I have called him. I have chosen him. He is my chosen vessel. He immediately called him his brother in the Lord. And that's, and that's what we are to do for the ones that come into the Lord. We call him our brother and, and sister in the Lord. And so Ananias went his way and entered the house, laying on his hands in him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you come, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Praise the name of the Lord. So 
So uh, uh, Saul, who had uh, was uh, Jewish, but he also had a Roman. Uh, he was also a Roman. So and a- after a time, he began to call Paul. But he began to be called Paul, the Apostle Paul. And that's and so there's a change, a transition that took place with his name change, uh, the Apostle Paul. But he spent about three years preaching in Damascus. Uh, uh, after his conversion, and so uh, it was interesting because uh, we spoke in the beginning about Stephen and what he went through and his stoning uh, that, that Stephen, and then so after about three years of much preaching, uh, Paul had to flee himself after about three years. But he had turned the tables on him. They, he done, he had done preached. Christ so much that the Jews had turned on him. The ones that he were once persecuting are now trying to get him. So he's trying to get him. So he had to flee the city uh, after some time, and he was actually uh, snuck out of the city. They lowered him down over a, uh, into the wall or over the wall of, the ba- of a large basket, the Scripture said, to sneak him out of the city. And, you know, Paul's life didn't become a bed of roses, as we say. He still went through many trials. He was imprisoned. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was put under house arrest. And he was even stoned and left for dead. Even stoned and left for dead. But all the while, he was, he was able to be that chosen vessel that God wanted him to be. And that, that brings us to, to what I want to drive home to us tonight. Each one of us is that chosen vessel of the Lord. It matters not what we go through. It matters not our trials. Our life may have disappointments. We may have heartaches. But the reward for us is for being a great vessel of honor for our Lord and Savior Jesus is out of this world. It is totally out of this world. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. We, we think that we go, you know, we go through things, that, that uh, life gets tough, you feel like probably giving up sometimes, you probably feel like that you, you just, that the struggle is too great, your work, you know, or, you know the, uh, sometimes your kids may make you scratch your head and you think, what in the world am I going to do? Um, and you just, you, you, you're probably pulling your hair out thinking that, but think when that happens, when life happens to you and you're wondering, what do I do? God, what do I do? Think of Apostle Paul and what he suffered for Jesus and how he understood that the things of, of this life are temporal. You know, they're, they're not going to last. Our eternal life is what matters. Our eternal it is what is what the most important. So don't give up. Keep the faith because you are a chosen vessel of the Lord. And it don't matter how little or great. Apostle Paul went on to do great things. He went on to uh, spread the word to the Gentile people, get the, the church uh, started very well. Uh, his writings are excellent. Um, most of the New Testament he wrote. So he, he did great things. And so, but we don't have to look at what all he did and think that we're not as significant and we can't do as much because we can. We are a chosen vessel of the Lord and we can do great things through Christ. And uh, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, through all, through all of the things that he had went through, this very familiar scripture that it gets quoted a lot. And he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So Apostle Paul said that thing, and that is that is one thing to strive for. 
is it to be able to say that, that you have fought a good fight, finished the race, and kept the faith. Because if Apostle Paul could do it with what all he went through, all of his trials, all of, all of his torture and things that not only he put on other people, but it began to turn around and got put back on him. God used him, and God can use us too, no matter what. We just have to look to God and ask him what it is that he wants us to do, and, and he, he will direct us. He will direct our paths. And uh, I want to uh, leave you this evening with uh, some uh, very good scripture, Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 4. Praise the Lord, uh, starting at 16. Praise the Lord. Therefore we, do not lo- Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Your spirit man is being renewed day by day, keeping your mind on the Lord. For our light affliction, this is Paul saying, our light affliction, which... <laughs> which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Praise the Lord. Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Praise the name of the Lord. So church, I want to this evening... I want you to always remember that you are a chosen vessel of the Lord. There's nothing that you cannot do without God. With His help, you can do anything. You are that chosen vessel of the Lord. Don't ever be discouraged. Don't ever let anybody get you down. Don't let everybody let kick you because you know you are a chosen vessel of the Lord. Praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you.